On this week's Haven't Seen It, Tim and Tom watch a remake of a sequel of a remake from the 1980s. Will Tim make it to Beggar's Canyon in time to stop old man Rennell from blowing up the mine? Will Tommy get to the hospital in time for his C-section? Find out on this week's Haven't Seen It, coming up right after this. Evil Dead, coming up next. Haven't seen it with Tim Sestito and Tommy Tevene. Hello, everybody. Welcome on in. Thank you all so much for listening today. This is a podcast where one of us is watching a movie for the very first time. And today that is myself, Tommy, being the fan of the Evil Dead saga he is, um... Because what Evil Dead Rises is coming out? Yeah, Evil Dead Rise uh came out over the weekend. Uh, actually made pretty good down at the box office, uh 23.5 million. And this is the first Evil Dead movie we've seen since this remake that uh, came out 10 years ago this month. So uh I was like, Timmy, we gotta watch it. You're probably gonna hate it, but we're gonna watch it and we'll find out if Timmy hated it. It's not like he might have, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we got to figure out what's going on across in Beggar's Canyon. And if you're going to get to the hospital in time, man, like there's a lot we got to cover instead of the movie. <laughs> Just get all the filler out, out of the way. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I mean, if the if, if all that filler takes 40 minutes and we just don't talk about the episode, I mean, at the movie, I, I really wouldn't, <laughs> you know, it would be it would be terrible. It would be so... really horrible if that if that happened. But this is a real poison pill choice for me because I knew the two was going to hate it immediately where I was like, I just want to fucking watch this movie. Uh, I rewatched all the Evil Dead movies uh, this whole weekend. Uh, so Sunday you rewatched a lot of really good movies before this one? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so I rewatched uh, you know, all three of the original Sam Raimi ones and then uh, I tonight I didn't have time to watch the fourth one yesterday so I said, fuck it, I'm going to save this one for tomorrow and I don't know. Personally, I like this movie. Uh, I think it's crazy bonzo fucking uh, balls to wall horror. But, yeah, seems like we might have a little different opinion right here. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we might have different opinions, Tommy. That's a good that's a good assessment uh, there. <laughs> good, but did yes. you do anything fun, exciting, watch anything this weekend uh, that we could ramp about before we before? Yeah. Our... So um, other than all the Evil Dead movies, uh, which we'll discuss that larger in the uh, conversation about the remake uh i decided to see uh renfield i'm still on a nick cage kick and god renfield was disappointing uh you know nick cage was good he was great as dracula he had great gave a great performance but i felt like that movie just didn't have as much nick cage as it needed and uh you know whenever he wasn't on screen the movie was just dragging you know the aquafina thing didn't really work for me uh nicholas holt was fine but it was just like the comedy mostly was kind of lame and there's just like one of those movies where you're just waiting over and over again it's like okay like i came here to see nicholas cage's dracula give me more nicholas cage's dracula <laughs> yeah i that sounds better than evil dead but i watched uh so i did i was in washington dc this weekend and i got to go to a very very special location in that swamp pit of a city I got to go over to Georgetown and I got to see a set of spooky stairs. Tommy, do you know what I'm referring to? Yeah, you saw uh, the Exorcist stairs, right? (laughs) I saw the Exorcist stairs. I tried to FaceTime because I know Tommy loves horror movies. So I'm like, what if I FaceTime Tommy? So that way he can live through me. And then he's just like, 
he denies my FaceTime request twice. And he's like, dude, I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings right now. What could you possibly want? I'm well, like, I was oh. in the middle of I was in the middle of driving when you FaceTime me too. So I was just immediately was like, okay, like fucking I was trying to find parking and all of a sudden my phone goes off. I'm like, Christ, what the fuck is this right now? <laughs> I'm sorry I wanted to show you a, a cool thing that of a movie we covered, Tommy, The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah I, I saw I saw the pictures. That was fine. But yeah, how was it? How was it in person? It was <laughs> it's like it's actually very spooky, although a lot there are a couple of runners that were using the stairs uh on their path, which was interesting. But like we were there and it was like right before it was about to start pouring rain. So it was like really windy and stuff. So it was like it was spooky. They were cool. They were really cool to like see in person, like I can't imagine what the scouting director when they found they must have just been like, oh baby, we hit the jackpot. Oh we got some stairs. <laughs> we got some stairs. That's right. And then another movie I watched this weekend, I showed someone for the very first time. Jurassic Park. Someone has never seen Jurassic Park before. Someone, yeah. And uh <laughs> oh my God. you should have got you should have gotten them on the podcast. We could have covered Jurassic Park right here. Yes, <laughs> we we could next week. I mean Yeah. Emergency Jurassic Park episode, but yeah, emergency oh. Jurassic Park. Like, was your first reaction? <laughs> uh, my first reaction, like, because I, I was flying back from DC, and then I was like, I really want to listen to the Jurassic Park theme song, and and like, it's it's so it's like the music from that movie, the score is so fantastic. And then I was with my friend, and then she was like, Oh, I've never seen the Jurassic Park. I only saw the latest one that came out, and I was like. Jurassic World was an abomination. That's the only one you've seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like fuck, fuck those ones. And she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay, well, we're sit down. We're about to watch uh, an amazing movie, and it was amazing. I just uh, that movie. Oh my god! Like every like it's it's crazy how well it holds up. It's crazy that it has a story. It's crazy like the little ways that they." show the character like i always think of in the beginning when um hammond takes the helicopter to the badlands where they're digging up the the fossils and you know they're very protective of like they're very aware of the nature and hammond comes in with the helicopter and sprays the dirt everywhere and it just shows the complete his character's lack of like understanding and respect of nature and that ends up becoming the whole theme and point of the movie is like you have this power but you don't respect it and you don't understand what you're wielding you don't you didn't think about the true side effects of this and it was funny because i was in dc we went to the museum of the smithsonian national history natural history museum and they're thinking about doing this with woolly mammoths they're talking about bringing woolly mammoths back like they're they can do it now Full on Jurassic Park, like what, like from a fly embryo or something? <laughs> so I I don't know the full tech, you know, technological details, but we were talking about it. Mm. And I mean, it wouldn't be for like an exhibit; they would introduce it into a habitat. But it's one of those things where you're taking a creature that does not know what it's like to live in this kind of climate and habitat because they would have evolved over times too even in slight different well, it's, ways it's, it's, it's pretty much just like putting a fucking just like immediate like fucking fire to a fucking haystack or something like that right there where it's just like you're not you're not gonna, this animal's gonna freak the fuck out the I second mean, it's in it would, fucking it, would be, it would be cool i mean i'm curious if it would still be able to adapt and survive right what was what it they say in Jurassic park that just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah yeah that's the <laughs> yeah. whole point of uh <laughs> 
Dr. Malcolm. Did we learn uh, nothing from our movies instead of like the scientists being like, no, that seems like a cool concept. Fuck all that social science shit they're talking about in this movie. Well, I mean, they <laughs> didn't learn dinosaurs. <laughs> they didn't learn anything from the the Jurassic Park series, didn't learn anything from sequels because they were just like, let's keep doing this again. And then they're all bad. And that's sad. It would be cool if the Jurassic Park movies, all the other ones were good. But they're not. So speaking of movies that aren't that good. <laughs> we love our opinions. <laughs> Evil Dead 2013. So, Tommy, oh, where should we begin here? All right. So, what what did you uh, hate and uh, just despise about this movie? Because seems like you just hated over the text we were sending earlier. <laughs> um, I was incredibly bored for the first almost hour um, of a ninety minute movie, which is not always a good sign. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest like gore lover, and when it's like I like the original Evil Dead because it has that campy style yeah. to it um, and this one do- this one doesn't but then the gore yeah. is executed very gore gory yeah um it i mean you out <laughs> it, it was just like it just felt tonally disconnected it was like well it's an evil dead movie so the gore has to be there but mm-hmm. then the the story was like very well there wasn't really a story but the like whatever they attempted to do with a story like aka the reason to put them in the cabin in the <laughs> cabin was what the girl mia her she was a her her mom died and she had a she was a heroin addict and like her friends and her brother all take her to the cabin in the woods mm. to put her there. Um yeah and then I mean, th- that was like the first 10 minutes of the movie and then it's n- never really taught up talked about again. And then it was just like this slow, painful drawing out until everybody got possessed. And then when they finally got possessed, it was kind of entertaining, but it was just, I was so done with the movie. Yeah, it just lost you in the first like 30 minutes right so, there. Yeah. Well, well, the problem, well, the biggest problem was the characters. The, like, that's the fundamental flaw of this movie. They are all wallpaper. They are all completely forgettable. I, I think I think Jane Levy as the main character was pretty good, but I do agree if you the majority of the characters uh are either underwritten or there is no character, really there. But they're they're all underwritten and they're all they all don't have any personality. You could have Yeah, I mean this one, is one you could have you could have you could have Russian roulette to any of these characters into one spot and it wouldn't have made a difference. Like they were just it was like I think it was by design to try to like differentiate from the original evil deads and from like schlocky horror of this type of thing but there's a big well, tonal disconnect for me um like the makeup was good yeah, yeah the, good the production was the production was good um I, so I one mean, thing I can to touch upon but yeah one thing to touch upon about like one thing i had to do to like uh, tip the hat to those uh, filmmakers is that they used almost no cgi whatsoever uh fiddy alderbrez had a background of CGI, but he confirmed it uh, in the like he didn't use any whatsoever except for minor touch-ups here and there. It's really good because like we've seen remakes in the past like few years that like just got destroyed. Like they did a remake of the thing, and 
that one failed because the effects were just all CGI. When the thing, uh, the 80s Carpenter movie is like the best practical effects movie of all time. So at least in that sense, they kept with the spirit in there. And uh, what I personally like about this movie is that like, while you're right, the tonal difference is very different from the Evil Dead movie. It makes it feel different. I think the worst remakes, um, especially in the horror re- the landscape, are the ones that just feel the need to repeat the original movie beat by beat. Like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake of Jackie Hurley is trash because instead of doing anything original, Freddy Krueger, they just decided to do like, hey, remember that scene where like his claw comes out of the bathtub? Well, we're going to do that exact same scene shot for shot and give you nothing new. It's just uh, pretty much regurgitating content. Whereas this, I mean, you might have not liked in the tone shift, but you have to admit at least it's a different angle. It's not exactly the same exact movie you've seen from the 80s Evil Dead movies. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't like... Again, it just makes me feel like they got a director who, like, kind of had a vision, but, like, they didn't... They got a guy who couldn't... who doesn't understand humans and doesn't write any <laughs> characters into the movie. Well, yeah, and they had the, a Diablo the, Cody. Um, when the, when the setup of your movie is just, like, characters hanging around in a cabin, like, typically you want them to have, like, some... Dis- any kind of distinguishing characteristics like the blonde girl in this movie does nothing does nothing yeah, she, the entire movie until she becomes except a zombie. She she does, a, she's just yeah. there to become a zombie and that's like yeah. i think just a fundamental flaw like you can think of all like the the boner you know like the oh we're going to kevin woods we're gonna get fucked up like i got my bush lights and, and oh, I'm, I'm here to sleep with all the guys this weekend <laughs> But like at least like they're they have characteristics to them like the, the different characters where this movie well, is just like they were it was I was mostly bored by the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean I don't know I, I think this time the the stuff about like the uh, sister brother relationship between Mia and I forget what the other guy's character's name is right now um, David, David I mean that that was kind of good right there it gave it a little bit more drama whereas the original Evil Dead movie like the one from the eighties. Don't get me wrong, it's a classic. I love it. It, it would have been, this movie. It, it been but, cool if like it wasn't mentioned at the beginning and then put like this hammy heart ending at the movie, which speaking of, I have it right here. Why do you hate me, David? I know you do. You left home. You left me all alone with our sick mother, and I was just a kid. You made me lie. Every time she screamed your name, I told her you were coming to see her. Like you promised. But you never did. Please stop it. I'm begging you. I know mother hates you now. And she waits for you in hell. <laughs> so that, so this was at like the one hour, 10 minute mark of the movie when this right near the end of it. Where <laughs> is, it is this right near you checking they your just, watch? <laughs> I was checking my watch every 10 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> Always a sign of a very good movie. Yeah. And then, so they are just rehashing the argument from the beginning of the movie, which is the only two times that it's mentioned, mind you. It's there's not like drama. Like you're like, oh, there's a little drama, and then it's like would have been cool if they like you know 
rote scenes with them just talking and like I mean, exploring the, weird, the characters. The, they they don't they don't do the, that. The weird thing the weird thing about this though is that um, this movie has a lot more characterization than the original Evil Dead movie. Having rewatched that uh, just yesterday, um, I mean, but granted, the difference is that, that movie has a different tone right there, where it's going comedic, so you're able to forgive that a little bit more when this is going for more serious. And, and that was like they had like ten thousand dollars to make a horror movie. This was like a fully fledged Hollywood movie with Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi producing it. Like they absolutely could have done something different I, with it. I think and, the reason why I like I like this movie is more the visceral experience once the action kicks in. I mean, like I think that there's uh, you know the horror scenes are uh, trickled out in the beginning uh, really get to me. I mean, like even just the minor character stuff of just Mia being like um, in the woods, seeing like a random people person or something like that. I do think I like the characterization of Mia just being a heroin addict. So, you know, when the typical horror thing happens of, you know, nobody trusting the main character, it's coming off of, you know, the character interactions of the character being like, oh, she's just the fucking junkie going through a relapse. And she looks like the worst junkie in the world when she's telling her brother, please, there's something out in the woods. It's like, okay, whatever you say, you fucking heroin junkie addict. Where So it's just, it gives a little bit character backstory, a little bit character motivation. So it's a, a little bit better than, uh, you know, the typical cliches. But they do, uh, you know, utilize some typical horror cliches right here, like you know, that one scene where the character is um, in the bathroom with the mirror, and then she turns, uh, closes the mirror, bathroom mirror, and the, the monster's right there. Her as a demon. It's like, okay, <laughs> do we really need that scene? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't but, really scared. I was more like grossed out by like the object. Like, and again, it's probably just the tonal mismatch. Where I think for me. As someone who doesn't um, sit at home and, uh, you know, f- play with the family jewels over gore like somebody else I know, mm. uh, I'm not crazy about that kind of excessive gore unless it's like put to the max in terms of like its campiness and its schlockiness and like, oh, yeah. Over the top. I- I mean, this and is it, a literally a 180. If you showed someone Evil Dead 2 and then show them this immediately afterwards, it'd be like, this is the same series. <laughs> and Evil Dead Two is like one of is probably my favorite horror movie. Like I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's, it's a great movie. We saw yeah. that in theaters last year, and it was an amazing experience. Mm. And it's because it's so creative and like inventive and goofy, and it's just not what you necessarily expect from a horror movie. And kind of created that subgenre mm. of like the the campy horror movie. Not, not that other horror movies don't have campy elements to it, but like. With a more comedic it's, tone. It's the pinnacle of horror comedy right there. The first Evil Dead 2, I'd say. Um, and this one, I mean, this is why I feel like they need to go in a different direction. Because, like, you know, if they... I mean, Bruce Campbell said during interviews around this time, saying that he didn't want someone to come in doing some, like, shitty half-assed Ash impersonation. Like, they're uh, on IMDb trivia. I mean, this could be bullshit, but there's rumors in 2003 they wanted, like, Ashton Kutcher to play Ash or something like that. And that would have been probably been worse than this movie right here. Which it would have been I, better. It, okay, well, we had an argument where you got owned, where you were like, yeah, horror movies are the only movies where if they're bad, they're entertaining at least. And it's this was like tip of the road like middle ground boring and well it's different all, the that, worst... first of all that statement's not true like pretty much every genre can have bad movies that are very fun to watch well yeah i did, I did backtrack my statement right there i mean in that group chat uh, but i mean i think the worst thing a movie can be is boring um you know i agree uh so we're in agreement on this movie 
No, I'm I'm in agreement of that, but I don't think that this movie is boring. I think this movie captivated me throughout. And I think it's just like everything about the suspense. I think the camera work in this movie really stood out to me in ways with the scares where like um in the scene of Olivia, the character who cuts her face off, um, they don't immediately show the gore effect. They take their time a little bit to uh, build the suspense of like the character open up the door and then it focuses right on uh, Lou Taylor Pucci's face the whole entire time instead of just immediately showing the gore effect. So your mind's racing and thinking like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is this? And then the gore effect kind of lives up to what your brain's been building up in that moment of suspense and terror. Whereas you could have just been a schlock, you just show to it right there. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, on a technical level, the movie looks really good. Like the shots are good. Like the makeup is good. Like the cinematography is good. Mm. That's not my qualms with the movie. I was just bored by it for most of it and mm. by the time it was trying to come around it was in the way that does not work for me in just abject yeah gore or i i mean i think the biggest difference in between the tones of the two movies i mean if we want to compare strictly evil dead 2 to the remake is evil dead 2 has a famous scene of ash cut off his own hand and it's a very comedic moment where like it's three stooges style slapstick comedy and everything like that and like the hands fucking around and poking him in the eye and like oh god little goofy and then this movie has a character, same thing happened where her hand gets possessed and it's a moment of abject terror where she's screaming in pain, like, like freaking convulsing. And then she... The blonde girl. Her... The blonde yeah. girl that had nothing to do until... I thought I was about to use it for the movie. Yeah, I mean, sometimes in horror movies you gotta have cannon butter, I guess. Uh, you can say that about the original Evil Deads too, but... Um... You know, when she cuts off her arm, it's not played for laughs. It's played straight up. It's played like very gruesome. It's just like one of those things where you, it's almost like the install when they cut off the fucking foot. That's kind of played the same tone right there. It's just like, oh my God, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> and for me, it, it kind of fucks with me when I see that shit. I mean, uh, and that's what keeps me captivated about this movie. And I guess that just, you're just like, oh, this is trash. What am I watching? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is trash. Why do I let Tommy? Pick him. We could have watched Whiplash this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, well, you know, Evil Dead movie just came out, so I was like, we have to cover a new one. Um, I'm going on a double date to see a new one tomorrow, so I can't wait. <laughs> a double date? Look at yeah. you go, big boy. So, <laughs> big there's an appetite out there. Mr. And big so, shot. are you, are you going to be seeing Evil Dead uh, Rise? I'm assuming no. <laughs> that would be a safe 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 assumption yeah, because what, what i've been hearing evil dead rise is the same tone as this movie right here so i will pass I, I, yeah i kept that as a timmy pass right there so um we'll, i'll talk about the pod next week <laughs> i'm so excited to let you talk about it for like roughly five seconds and then five seconds and then just hit <laughs> like and then i'll hit i'll do something along yeah. this like this line <laughs> Get off my plane! I still still have the Air Force One uh, fucking clip. Right there. Yeah, I got I got them all, man. I I have I have them all. I, I have all the all the sound drops that we've ever had. I, I have I have. If you have so type when, two diabetes like I had, <laughs> I also yeah. have this. I also have our favorite one we ever had. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Easily our uh, all-time favorite. I, I need to bring that back into my uh, lexicon right there. So I'd buy that it, for a dollar. Um, I wouldn't well, buy this movie on Blu-ray for a dollar, though. I wouldn't do that. I do have it on Blu-ray. I, think. I know <laughs> for you do. Ten dollars. Um, I spent four dollars. I might Venmo request you for this movie specifically. <laughs> this is the first time I haven't seen. It. We're just like fuck this. 
fuck this movie. <laughs> Literally, I, like, I was I, I, I had a I, long I do like day at it. work, and then I turn this movie on, and the first five minutes is which has nothing to do with the plot of the movie, and it's just some girl, and then her dad kills her, and she's turns into a demon, and I just texted Tommy uh, a meme of a very sad Kendall Roy from Succession, just like man, fuck off hard hard fuck off on that one right there yeah no i i can't imagine this movie i mean this movie, i do like this movie but um i wouldn't call this a nice relaxing movie to put on after a stressful day at work uh type movie so i mean that probably didn't add to your fucking uh no like, did, like of this movie <laughs> no it, it it took away from it pretty dramatically you you're probably immediately already going in like oh i can't believe i have to fucking watch this movie because yeah it's oh, a good I, I, I try to go in and be like okay like let's give this movie a fair shot and I put it on, and then the first five minutes was that of just like <laughs> pointless, like gore. There was like, well, the movie's one twenty-five, so you're gonna go back out and you're gonna shoot five minutes of an opening that has something to do with it, loosely related to the spirits or whatever. And that was the beginning of the movie. Well, it's, then... it's connected to the rest of the movie. That's the cabin that they're in, and they show uh, flashbacks. Oh, okay. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, clearly, cool. clearly, yeah. Also, can we talk about how dumb the dude with the glasses was? Like, they find the Book of the Dead with like the barbed wire on it, and they're like, "Hey, don't don't read that, man!" And then he's like, "Oh, fuck you!" And then he like opens it. So this is one of the first pages says, "Do not read any more of this." And he's like, "I'm gonna sketch the side of this." Well, I I I do think that that, um, on surface level, that's what it feels like. But this on this rewatch, I noticed that this time that right before he opened up the book, uh, uh, there was like some whispers in the area right there. So I mean, this is my in lore maybe universe explanation. Maybe I'm just defending a movie in a certain way. But I think it was really the book was uh, compelling him to fucking open up and read the pages itself. But regardless, um, that character is probably the lone comedic part of this movie is how he just wouldn't die. It, yeah, you can call it <laughs> comedy if you want. I, I in some kind of dark humor way, where it's just it's like a lo- it's a when, loose definition, Tom. Comedy. Well, well, it's very subjective. It. It's very subjective. I'm glad you found something funny in this. I'm glad it didn't make you hate movies by the end of the movie. No, no. Um, I mean, I, I just thought it was crazy how like character goes from getting stabbed in syringes to like nailed with nail guns to then stabbed again, and at the end he's still like, yeah, I'm still why I'm just walking around. Kind of like the fucking was the Black Knight in uh, Monty Python. The what? The Black Knight in Monty Python. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what is this? Just a flesh wound? Yeah. Stop bringing in better movies, Tommy. You know, you're just... <laughs> you're, you're, you're just like, I'm not, I'm not even going to fucking give you the, the reference to other movies. I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of being like, so, hey, they actually were using Monty Python as an influence on this character. It's like I'm, not, I'm not saying they are. I'm saying it reminded me of, of the situation. So, But, I mean, I, overall, I mean, I don't know. This movie, it, once it gets going, it just gets to me. It gets underneath my skin in a certain way. And I just find it really captivating. I mean, I do think the characters in the beginning are a little bland. Um, a little? Especially... And yeah, especially some of the other characters, other than the brother and sister, are, are underwritten. But I don't think that this is. Yeah, I don't think this is the point in the movie. I mean, I think this is a lot better than other generic Cabin in the Woods movies that have come out. I mean, of the Evil Dead movies, this is probably my least favorite. But I still think this I'd is a good, so. solid movie. <laughs> so I, I mean, your least favorite of the. I I, I just think I just think that there's like certain things that make this better than your average run the mill horror remake, which is that first of all, like Raimi, uh, Rob Talpert, and Bruce Campbell are all involved with this heavily involved in the production and they pretty much um 
just talked about everything. They made sure the cast is on the right page. What's crazy about this movie when I think about this when I'm watching this is how grueling the shoot just constantly seems. Um, on the DVD special features for this, um, which I had the time to watch, um, they were talking about how grueling the shoot was. Bruce Campbell sent an email out to the whole cast saying that like it was this, um, he said at the start of production, the cast and crew saying uh, movies are easy to make are hard to watch. So, I mean, the cast constantly talked about like how fucking just mentally like and physically exhausted they were after the end of the shoot. Like Jane Levy said that uh, Fetty Alvarez, the director, told her during the last scene, like you've been up to, right before they're going to shoot it, being like, make sure you get a lot of sleep beforehand before we shoot any of these scenes, just so you're ready, just so you're getting in there. So just you can imagine just like. Tim, can you imagine going to work and just like fucking just like, okay, so today uh, someone's going to puke blood all over you, fake blood. We're just going to cover and drown you in it. How's that feel? <laughs> I bet it feels fantastic. I bet it, I, you know, movies that are easy to make are hard to watch, but a movie that's hard to watch can also be hard to watch too. Hard to make. <laughs> You're like, fuck be... you. You're like, fuck you, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, listen, they brought them back. I doubt that they wanted to, uh, do a remake, but I'm sure they got a Brinks truck backed up to their front doors and said, we're remaking the oh, no. dead with or without the, you. The two of them were really just like trying to get it going um, for a while and um, for many years. And it didn't really, uh, you know, Rob Tupper and Ramey were more in, uh, about it. Cause like, you know, money bag, you can get fun, get it there. Bruce at first was like, no, I don't want someone to play Ash. I want that character. That character's mine. And then once they said, like, okay, we're um Fetty Alvarez coming in, here's this pitch. It's not gonna involve Ash whatsoever. Bruce Cam was like, okay, cool, let's go. And now they're at a point where, like, you know, they um even that rise just came out, made a bunch of money. And um they're Bruce Campbell said they're probably just gonna churn out sequels like every two or three years or something, and just have a guidebook of like, here's what you do for Evil Dad movie and stuff like get get your money, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, he's like he, well, one, Bruce Campbell should have been a bigger star than he was. I just don't understand it. As someone as charismatic as yeah. Bruce Campbell like, is an actor, it's just like he didn't make enough money in his time. So now <laughs> he's like, the one thing that's profitable that he's made, he's cashing in, and I tip my cap to that. Um, yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to watch them. <laughs> I'll be there day, day one all the time. <laughs> well, you weren't there day one this weekend. Day, day, week one. <laughs> And still, you said day one originally, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You gotta have a set of principles. I am a star. I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. I am a big, bright, shining star. Tommy, who is the star of the Evil Dead remake? Uh, so do you notice that Bruce Campbell had a like a little cameo in a post-credit scene? You think I watched the credits? That's so cute. <laughs> I was I was about to text you like be like, hey, stick around. There's something for the post credits. But I knew you would be be like, fuck it. It's just like just like a five second thing of Bruce Campbell like in silhouette, just saying, looking at the screen, just goes groovy and fade the credits. And that's it. No explanation. No nothing. It's just the fuck we're gonna throw in Bruce in the end right here. But uh, I mean, Jane Levy, this is her movie. I mean, she plays like you know, she gives the best performance right here. She goes from demon to heroin addict to survivor and uh and i think it's very multifaceted in each performance and her demon performance is really great and probably the highlight of all the demons in this right here and i do think that her backstory is a little bit compelling for me in the beginning of the movie so so i'm not going to give it to any actor i'm going <laughs> to give it to the entire makeup department Vinny yeah. ashton 
Kevin Carter, Daisy Faulkner, CJ Goldman, Gabrielle Henderson, Susie Lee, Roger Murray, Jane O'Kane, Dan Perry, Claire Rutledge, and Patrick Baxter. Those are the stars of the movie, making that makeup look fantastic. They all had a everything from hair specialist, contact lenses, prosthetic supervisor, hairstylist. They handled that. They made the movie somewhat watchable on my end here. They're my stars of the movie because none of the actors did it for me. All right, all right. So, I mean, really, if we want to talk about the real star, it is makeup. I mean, I do think generally we gave a good performance too. <laughs> yeah, performance is fine. I mean, none of them gave like bad performances. They were just really forgettable characters, and none of them had the charisma of a Bruce Campbell to maybe take an underwritten character and elevate them. Yeah, I and mean, the tone wasn't really offering for that either. <laughs> no, the tone, um, the tone definitely would not work for that. Ah, are you ready, comedy partner? Waka waka. Tommy, would the Evil Dead remake work as a Muppet adaptation? So, uh, when we covered Army of Darkness last year, I'm trying to remember what we said. Um, we but... definitely said yes, it could, because like that's yeah. goofy and wacky and silly and fun and enjoyable and memorable. Yeah. And we're... <laughs> <laughs> just totally just taking any pot shot you can uh so this movie i mean the tone like you said isn't as comedic as like the original sam Raimi movies so it would be a little bit more disturbing i mean i would like to see a full-on throttle muppet uh horror uh there is a, a photo we posted on instagram before of ash uh fighting the evil dead like miss piggy's possessed by a muppet or something like that and how great that'd be but this one would feel a little bit more jarring a little bit more disturbing where it's just like that uh one of those YouTube series, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, that weird fucking viral video of like puppets just like getting like di- disassembled and something like that. <laughs> so the, they would be, be getting disassembled and they would be... All the felt everywhere. What would the plot be? Um, Jane gets has to, is addicted to heroin. Is, is it instead of, when, instead of becoming like a demon, you become a Muppet? That's what happens when you get possessed. You just turn to a puppet, or it's just fucking. That would be more entertaining than this. That would have been a good twist on like how do we make Miss Peggy's Peggy's in the cellar? That's actually a good twist on like how do we make it campy and still fun while not. It's played completely serious, but the only difference is that it's Miss Piggy going down there, being like, "Ah, "Well, no, they can make." I I would. I give them full liberty to do whatever the hell they want to remake this movie because I don't think they got to keep a a remake of the remake. So yeah, yeah, you want to remake this, you know how we always talk about like, oh, they should only remake movies that need to be remade. And the Evil Dead one, which was a very low budget, but has its charm to it, gets pretty much remade essentially in the 1987 Evil Dead 2. It's essentially a remake of Evil Dead 1, yeah, which is then the pinnacle of horror comedy. And then, you know, you don't need to remake that, but then they did. I, I think that I think that you know at the end of the day with this movie I think that they had the courage to do something different with it I mean they didn't just feel a need to just retread I mean sure it's a cabin in the woods it's the same premise but I mean that that's the best examples of remakes I could say um, is that they don't just retread the original movie and you could say that about this movie Give, I mean even if you didn't like the way it went down you could probably agree with me there that they at least did try to do something different here <laughs> I'll tip my cap to it. That you know the the or the they tried to be original with something that just didn't need to be remade, but you know, 
that, that was already remade too actually when you when you think about it <laughs> all the remakes so well, tommy yeah what you were gonna say something say it. no 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 No, i want you to say it i was just gonna uh, I, I don't think i don't know what i was gonna say <laughs> okay review time tommy give me your score out of five so I think this is a really fun midnight movie. Um, I've had friends over before to watch it like around midnight when a few drinks are in. Um, I think the special effects here are really great. Uh, the characters, I mean, they give me enough character motivation um, to uh, satisfy me. And I found the characters interesting, especially Jane Levy. Um, you know, it's not as great as the Remy ones, but I mean, I, like I said, they did something different of it. They gave a different serious tone, a more fucked up tone. This movie uh, does get under my skin. I think it's really fucking scary at some points, especially the gore effects. I'm going to go four out of five. Um, this is a fun rewatch for me. And yeah, so the Godfather two and yeah. the Evil Dead remake are on the same scale for you. Yeah, I just Go want that. On. Can you put that on the record, please? Can you? Please <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, put, I'll, put, I'll, put, I'll put I'll put that on my uh, taste levels. So, um, Evil Dead Evil Dead remake uh, four out five. Godfather two four out five. Right there. Yeah, at me. <laughs> Fight at me. <laughs> Yeah, add him, actually. Go after him. He deserves all the crap in the world for that. I am not going to be anywhere near as nice. I think Tommy knew that the second he suggested the Evil Dead remake. I remember him even sending me an article that I did not read that was written by some studio hack that was to promote the new one where it was, the Evil Dead remake isn't as bad as you remember, and I didn't watch it when it came out. I just watched it for the very first time. I thought it was painfully boring. I thought the gore and the tone didn't match up to the point for where me and my stomach, I was like stomach churning and I just had no enjoyment of it. I was texting Tommy new memes like every 30 minutes or so of how my screening of the movie was going, which should tell you, I usually try not to be on my phone when I'm watching movies. And this one, I felt very compelled to to speak my mind as we were going through it. Uh, I'm going to give this a one and a half out of five. I never want to see this movie again. I don't even want to talk about this movie again. As soon as I publish this episode, I don't even want to think about this movie. It's going to go like straight out of your mind. Do like eternal sunshine, the spotless mind of it. (laughs) Yeah. If I could get my brain wiped from having to watch this movie, I would do it. I... Only 1.5. My my mother... uh, That's because the technical stuff was there. My that's that the 1.5 is all the technical stuff was there. Yeah, <laughs> my mother always raised me on the belief that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And this episode was a complete uh dismissal of that advice from my mother. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah, looks like you did follow her advice right there. <laughs> well, I think it was meant to- more no. towards pe- it was meant more towards other people and so speaking to them versus uh you know a cheap hollywood cash in so so does this mean we're gonna have a full remake month where we're gonna cover uh the nightmare on elm street remake the friday 13th remake um the amityville horror remake uh the I omen mean, remake <laughs> these are wanna, all trash movies <laughs> so. if you if you want to end the podcast as a whole i guess we could do that i don't know if i can i might die tim, tim after one more just like fuck this i can't do this anymore <laughs> I, Tommy, I already have such like a plethora of horror classics that I haven't watched that we could cover, and you're like Evil Dead remake, Evil Dead remake. Well, well it was around the time I and mean, you've seen Evil Dead one and two and Army of Darkness, and I wanted to cover an Evil Dead movie again on the Pantheon because I knew I was marathon all these movies this week. <laughs> so it was just a selfish move by you then. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. All right, then I get my whole. Month. So I pick it. I'm, oh, actually, 
we have locked in in the future and we're going to have uh film v film back on the podcast to cover Mulholland Drive. Yeah, at some point. So, yeah, we'll uh, that'll be coming I have out. that on Blu-ray. Bitch. Yeah, you have that on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, so you can't wait for the David Lynch, but that, that's coming up, uh, you know, probably in a couple months or so, but we're figuring out the logistics. Um but thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on social media. Um at Scenic Pod, that's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five star review, um, unlike Timmy you did for this movie. Um, but you know, leave us a five star review, Apple, Spotify, um, wherever you get your podcast. And um, you if know, you don't want to, if you don't feel like giving us a review after hearing that Tommy puts the Evil Dead remake on the same barometer as the Godfather <laughs> Part Two, I don't blame you. To be completely honest, but you know what? This is about freedom of expression. That's what this podcast is for. Yeah. And you know, I respect I, I, Tommy for having his opinion. Do I agree with it? No. Do I think it's kind of stupid? Yes. But Tommy, it is your yeah. opinion and your opinion alone. And that's why I love you. I'll, 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 I'll say this. I think I watched, my, I looked at my phone more during The Godfather 2 than I did during this movie. So. Yeah. Uh, three, opposite, three mo- opposite reactions, bro. <laughs> opposite reactions right there. Not, uh, But, you know, I'm not going to lit- relitigate The Godfather 2 right there. But uh, And you being and, wrong? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Minority Probably. opinion, I guess, is the right way to put yeah, it. Yeah, contrarian opinion, I guess, is what you can call it. Um, I feel like maybe you were more the contrarian on this one than than I was. No, no, no. It got good reviews. It got like a 60% Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that means like it was a polarizing movie. This is a polarizing movie. 60%. And that's what they said they wanted to do. Rot- 60% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that means wow. that you got... It's a polarizing movie. I mean, literally, Rob Talbert said uh, during one of the special features of this, saying that like he won Evil Dead to be the remake to be as polarizing as the original because the original had like uh reviews at the time that was like this is sick like it's just what the future movies are like oh god fuck this i'm like yeah we want to push that envelope just as much as we did back then and i think they did i think they accomplished their goal <laughs> i i wouldn't because i feel like this movie has no <laughs> legacy and no impact whatsoever but uh, 10 years 10 years on i mean i don't know i just read all the think pieces it, it, it did yeah it made that but anyways uh, next month, you know, we have it whole, uh, locked in. We have uh, Vertigo coming up. We have uh, Whiplash, Whiplash coming up, and we have uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I think that's the last one we're going to cover. Maybe one more. We'll see. Yeah, but yeah, the, you know, so get uh, stay tuned. Vertigo's next week, and you know, get ready. So a lot better movie we'll probably be covering. <laughs> Tommy will still give it a four out of five, but <laughs> my, my barometer for all movies. <laughs> that is your barometer for all movies. If you look at his letterbox, they're mostly four to five boot stars. I like movies. <laughs> I like movies too. I just didn't like this one. No, no, no. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> thank you guys all so much for listening today. We'll see you next week. <laughs>